0: Welcome to The Practical Prophetic, where prophetic ministry is made practical. I'm Beth Wingate. I'm your host, and welcome to the podcast. On our podcast today, we are going to continue our series in John chapter 10. I have my mom, Judy, back on the show. Welcome, Mom. Thank you so much. Yes, this is actually episode 100. I cannot believe we made it wow. to 100 episodes, and you've been a part of many of those. And yes. we're going to springboard off of the idea of John chapter 10. We talked about how that Jesus, who is represented by the Word of God, is the shepherd that becomes the door. And John chapter 10 describes that there's a wall a shepherd would build a wall usually out of thorns or rocks and he would corral the sheep at night and he would lay in the door because uh, he would be there to protect them from predators that would be the vulnerable spot and we read about in John chapter 10 how a thief comes in another way (laughs) and that God told Adam and Eve to guard and tend the garden and then we looked at the Hebrew word for mercy which is Raka'im, and that paints a picture of inside what happens inside of that wall, that everything inside of that wall is like a garden, and it gives you provision and protection and everything that we need. So I want to jump off of that idea and talk about something that if you went to seminary, you would learn this in Bible college. It's called Kuiperism and Abraham Kuyper was a Dutch theologian and later a Dutch prime minister, and he coined a theological term called sphere sovereignty. So that's S-P-H-E-R-E, sphere sovereignty. And he described these different spheres of sovereignty or you could use the word authority interchangeably and he based this off of genesis 128 where god gave man dominion so these spheres are like a big venn diagram or you can maybe think of the little russian dolls that stack inside of each other to give you a picture so god is sovereign over all he is the largest sphere Or you could say realm realm may be a better fit whatever you know circle whatever works for you to understand this concept and then man
1: well he's the creator of this
0: right and man has their own individual sphere right so man has self-government God has given us he put man in the garden and he told Adam and Eve to uh, that they could have sovereignty they could have authority and dominion but they could not eat of this certain tree so man had to self-govern or to self have self-control and self-regulate so he had outside of that he had sovereignty and dominion he had a lot of authority there was a lot of things that he could do so god also gave the sphere or the realm of family and god put the husband as the head of that family And the husband and wife rule over the children. And there's a level of obedience required on the part of the children. And one of the ways a father can enforce his dominion in a family is to discipline his children. Okay, there's also what is called the ecclesiastical sphere or the role of the church. And the church has a degree of authority in the earth. There's the sphere of civil government you could say there's the sphere of academia or education, and God gives man dominion on how to run their affairs on the earth. So Kiefer laid this out in theological terms, and there's a lot of this was really behind uh, the the idea of the American Revolution, that, that man is a sovereign individual. And so These are a lot of the ideas behind democracy and the role of the church. And we saw in the Dark Ages that the church overreached their area of their sphere uh, in the Dark Ages. And then we saw where government at times can overreach their place. And problems arise when these spheres intersect. I had said all of that to say this. Let's focus mainly on the family and the individual. God has given us dominion in areas of our life, especially as an individual or maybe as a family. And I see those spheres really as correlating to the picture of Rakaim, that God gives us mercy inside that wall. And we are like sheep, and he is the good shepherd. So inside that wall, the sheep have a lot of freedom. They can walk anywhere they want inside that wall. They can graze anywhere they want, lay down anywhere they want. They have a lot of freedom, but they have to stay inside that boundary. And we've really been talking about this from a defensive position of God's mercy and protection over us. But today I want to take it in the direction of our freedom and authority inside of our sphere.
1: Amen. This can be a very exciting wonderful venture to, to think of how we're within this sphere and we have everything we need because the shepherd you are not your problem God is the author and the finisher of our faith he is the one that provides see you know it's almost like God gave dominion and authority to man But when you turn around and take it, you're actually giving it back to God. That's a revelation right there for me. I knew it, but I know it now in a different light. Just right there, I received a revelation that when we take authority, We are then to turn around and give it to God. And then he once again has all power, all knowledge, all wisdom of that problem or whatever it is in your life. I think that is just amazing. And that was free. That wasn't part of what I've studied for today. But uh, I'm going to take it. You know, it says that when his sheep... Let's look down in verse 9 in chapter 10 of John. It's Jesus said, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. Now, we all know the next verses. For the thief cometh not, but for the kill, steal, and destroy. But I am come that they might have life... And have it everlasting or to the fullest. And so I just want you to think about that when you get born again, when you have come through that gate legally, and you legally belong to the shepherd, we can go out, we can come in, and God is duty bound to protect us. To save us. That's what it says. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Well, I know that's talking about salvation, getting to go to heaven. But it's also talking about every day. Every issue. The Bible says God is concerned about every issue in your life. I have a scripture today that God gave me. It's Psalm 65 11. You crown the year with your goodness, 2022. I want you to think of that right now. How that God crowns our year with goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. Amen. How much better can you get? And that's being in his path, being going in, coming out, and our pathway is the path of God, and it gets brighter and brighter as the noonday. And so that's the way it is. You know, the world—it's looking bad. It's looking dark. Gas prices. Uh, you know, the president. All these things look bad but I want you to know that today is our greatest days to rise up to get on God's path get in his word speak his word take authority see God gave us the authority and what are we going to do we're going to take the authority that God gave us it's a God-given authority Jesus went and died on the cross to become that second Adam to give us back everything the devil had stolen from us and it pleases our God for us to prosper and be in good health even as our soul prospers that is third John God wants us to prosper And be in good health, even as our soul prospers. What does it mean to prosper? Is it money? No, money is such a such a small, insignificant part of it. It is having every need you have met by God, your Father, looking to Him and knowing. Only your Heavenly Father could have done that. That is, it will build your faith. It will lift you up. It will cause you to want to share it with other people. We defeat the enemy with the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Well, you don't get a testimony unless you've got a test. And so when you get tested and tried let no man say when he is tested or tried i am tested of god for god does not test any man that's not the kind of god we have he doesn't go and break somebody's leg and sit them down to see you know what they're going to do no the enemy comes to kill steal and destroy and sometimes the enemy overplays his hand yep absolutely because you know, he, uh, he's a
0: thief and a robber, yes. and he tries to usurp authority or come over the sphere or the wall right. of authority
1: that we have. Right. And sometimes we open the door for him. Right, and sometimes, you know, he's used of us. And so, or, oh, heaven forbid, we just flat out give him our authority.
0: Sadly, some people do. That's right. Because some people are ignorant of the authority. That they do have, especially, you know, we're talking about us, we're focusing on us as individuals or for our family. You have authority over yourself, certainly. Now, I believe as a believer, we should submit that fully to the Lord. But out under that, then you have complete dominion and authority over yourself and your own decisions. And then when it comes to your family, especially your children, you have authority over your children
1: amen that's right and uh one of the things that we must determine that we are going to stay in the sphere of god right and that we are going to do what god wants us to do if you don't make up your mind here you're going to have a hard time following god When you're actually meeting temptation, you've got to make up your mind and say, there are things I will and will not ever do. And it should be a progressive thing. You know, as you get older, you've mastered a lot of things, but there's always things to master. Right. I was reminded of when our
0: kids were younger, we would play a little game where we would run... We called it moral dilemma. <laughs> and we would run scenarios, you know, what if you saw someone cheating on a test? You know, what would you do? How would you respond? Or what if someone offered you uh, a drink of alcohol or, you know, whatever? And so knowing ahead of time right, and, and putting some thought into how you would handle different situations you know, we could do that with ourselves as adults, as Christian right. believers. What are you going to do if you face, you know, this situation or that situation? You need to to know how you will respond based on God's Word. Yes, you've got to have those boundaries.
1: right? He and has, that's what
0: we're talking about is boundaries, really. Yeah, he
1: has a sphere for us, right? and it is a boundary. But that doesn't mean we can go off and do anything we want to do. And so one time... I don't know if I've ever shared this, but when my son, he was like fifteen, he was learning to drive, and I took him to uh at that time it was Roebuck Shopping Center. And unbeknownst to me, on one side they had totally cleaned it and taken everything off and it was there were no lines and my son was driving and it really it just flipped him out he just was where do I go oh my gosh where do I go and I went oh this is such a good teaching time and I said just pull the car over here I want to talk to you I said I want you to look I said there are no lines We don't know where to go the boundaries weren't boundaries weren't clear and i said when you know your boundaries you can just zip right on through life you know you know everything's good with you and god and you've got those lanes all prepared for you and you can just zip right along i said but when sin comes in you know, James 1 says, We are all tempted and drawn away of our own lust. And when it brings death, and when sin has been fulfilled, it brings death. Well, that's the ultimate for the devil. He wants to get you off your lane, he wants to get you off of the path God has for you. I don't know who this is for. But if you're contemplating something and you know you shouldn't do it, don't do it. It's the enemy coming in trying to steal, kill, and destroy from you. And so the way that you actually respond will will put you either into the path of blessings are cursings and uh, in John 10 9 it says that you enter into the door Jesus gives you entrance and y'all it's a supernatural door it's a door that has protection It it gives you provision it gives you comfort It gives you guidance. You have everything you need. It actually becomes on earth as it is in heaven. right? And in John 10, 27, it says, My sheep hear my voice. And Jesus says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man goeth unto the Father but by me. And so, He is the way. People are all searching. I don't know what way to go. I don't know what's really truth. I hear so many different things. And I, I don't know what is really the best life for me. Give me my best life. <laughs> you know, uh, and it is not grab all the gusto you know with the the keg of beer and all this jesus has will give you the very best life i love that that jesus gives us our very best life and he crowns the year with goodness and he causes our paths to drip with Abundance. I'm in a good place, y'all. I don't know about you, but I am like instant coffee. I have no grounds for complaints. Because everything is so good. God is so good. And this is our finest hour. As we see things get darker and darker, that just makes our light brighter and brighter and brighter. And people are looking at you, Christian, to see. Well, what are they going? What do you think about that? What are you going to do about that? I tell you what I'm going to do about that. I'm going to stay in God's path, and I'm going to give Him all the glory and all the honor that is due Him, because He's a good God. He's a faithful Shepherd. He loves us. He tells us in His Word that He will lead us through the paths. Of righteousness, that even if we enter the valley of death, He'll be there with us. You have nothing to fear. So right now, just just think of any spirit that has come up and talked into your ear. Right now, just come against it. You know the the uh, it says that we take it by force. It's not going to just fall on you. Wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> yeah. No, we have to take it by force. And so you have to absolutely come against it. If it's, if it's a spirit of fear, spirit of fear, I come against you right now in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is against you. You have to obey because I've been given authority. And whether it's lack of finances whether it's sickness, whether it's uh, fear of losing your mind, anything like that. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. God's given us every, all things that we need that pertain to life and godliness. You got it. Right. It's yours. But you got to pick it up and you got to speak it because we have an enemy and he wants to come in to kill, steal, and destroy.
0: Right. Can, can we say real quick, too? One of the ways, let's just take this on the level of a kingdom to make a point here. In order for a king to exercise his authority, he typically does t- so through proclamation. The king will. Right. say, um, you know, that this or, this or that is a new law. Um, you know, maybe it's a tax or whatever. And so one of the ways we can exercise authority inside of our sphere, which you as an individual, you have, uh, outside of God, you have absolute authority over yourself. Yep. And with your family, especially if your children are underage, you have authority over your children, over your family. Uh, you have limited authority in other areas. You know, maybe your church, you can pray, you know, and things like that. But one of the ways we can exercise our authority is through proclamation. And especially when we speak out loud in faith the Word of God. There's a Greek word that sums that up called rhema. It's the written word spoken. Amen. And when you mix it with faith... God supernaturally, prophetically, the Holy Spirit, it says, quickens or breathes a breath of life to make that word come alive to you. So let's say you're dealing with fear. One of the ways you can exercise authority in your sphere is to proclaim God's word in faith, like you just said, you know, uh, to speak a scripture, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And the Holy Spirit will make that word active, powerful, and alive. Yes, And it can actually prophetically, supernaturally change your state of mind. You, Satan is a thief and a robber who is illegally in your sphere, in your garden, tempting and tormenting you with fear and you need to disallow it you need to apprehend it because that's you have authority
1: over yourself and that's
0: fear you have sovereignty over yourself well
1: the scripture says take authority over every thought right that exalts itself against the knowledge of god and so you take authority you take captive every thought you know you've got to uh Take it almost like a policeman arrest a robber or something. He didn't go up and say, Now, uh, I, I see you over there, but I'm going to deal with you later. No, no, now. work. <laughs> now is the time. And let me give you uh, one of the last things I want to leave with you. It's, you know, Jesus said he is the light of the world. God is light, and there is no darkness in him. And John 8, 12 says that light is the ultimate power of all natural things. And in it, when you were born again, when you went through that gate. Now, I know you didn't realize all this when you went through the gate. I didn't realize how good it is when you go through the gate. But... You got reconnected to that light. Oh, my gosh. And (laughs) light is the most powerful thing that we have here on earth that is a natural thing that we can look at. But you got reconnected to that light. And you've got to have a determined purpose to stay in the light. That's right. You know, we're, we're,
0: we're talking about this in terms of authority, sovereignty, dominion. But I want to shift for just a minute, and let's talk about uh, your family. Okay. Let's say that uh, you have a spouse that's not serving the Lord, or especially children Been that, there. that are uh, rebellious or going through a season where they're away from God, or maybe they're making really bad decisions. So let's talk about what kind of authority as a parent that you have Uh, especially in regards to, as a representative of your family to heaven, because I want to talk for just a minute, and we may do a separate podcast. We've spent a lot of time in Bible study talking about this, that in uh, ancient biblical times, they didn't have democracy. Nobody got to vote. It didn't, didn't work like that. They had kingdoms. And a king ruled by absolute authority. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when a king would make a treaty with another kingdom, there was always, uh, it's a long story and I won't go into all the details, but there was a familial aspect. They would either marry their children to one another, which is called a parity kingdom, or there would be what was called a suzerain treaty, which is where there was a greater kingdom and a lesser kingdom like that of a father and a son. And so the greater kingdom would exercise authority over the lesser kingdom, but the lesser kingdom would have autonomy within its kingdom. They, they had a lot of authority, which is very much how we as believers are to Jesus as our suzerain, the greater kingdom. And so we have A small, little K kingdom for ourselves under that, or maybe our family. You could say the church is like that to the kingdom of heaven, that we have limited authority. Our authority only comes through the greater king, which is Jesus. Amen. So let's talk about, in these terms, uh, what kind of authority you have over maybe a
1: wayward child. The first thing I want to tell you is, you do have authority. Yes. We get to play until we win. And God is behind you as the parent and he is helping you in every way. Number one, don't talk bad about your child. Right. Don't get in agreement with the devil. Don't partner
0: with that uh what the enemy right. has out laid out for them.
1: Don't look at them with the eyes of the enemy see them through the eyes of Jesus because he sees the end result I would get up every day and say my child is a blessing well
0: and I'll take it on the level of that greater and lesser kingdom you know you may be the king or queen of your house of your family of your household but when something like this happens when you have a rebellious child, I would say appeal to the king of the greater
1: kingdom. Appeal to Amen. heaven. Yes, absolutely. And I, But I would speak every right. day and use scripture. Use the authority you do have. Yes, use your authority from God. Speak life to them. Love them. Pray. Pray. Do not partner with anything wrong they're doing right i've seen parents do that because they, they love their child and they don't want him you know so they'll just well that's okay we don't accept
0: sin we don't accept yes. them don't in a put your seal state. of approval don't, don't say oh well oh, let's just use uh, alcoholism mm-hmm. as an example we've talked about that last week so you don't accept that they're an alcoholic you don't uh you know you don't Offer them alcohol. You don't uh, take them to places where there would be alcohol, or you know, you just yeah, you make a stand. You draw a line in the sand and say, "As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Amen. Lord. I can't put my stamp of approval on this behavior. I love you, but I'm not going to be a part of this."
1: And never, I I'm saying this because I I've lived through it. I haven't haven't had an aunt and her youngest daughter had been stopped by the police two or three times for alcohol. And it was always the police's fault. Always. Her child could do no wrong. And, you know, every kid, this is what she told me, all kids drink, all teenagers. I said, no, mine don't. And she said, "Oh, they do when they're away from you. Well, they're all grown now. And they can all tell you, you know, that wasn't what we were doing. Well, her daughter's dead now. Sadly. Sadly. Oh, it, it's horrible. From drinking and driving. From drinking and driving. So.
0: So God's laws, His boundaries, His His wall of protection, uh, the sphere that He has you in. It's. For your protection. Right. But if you will, it's conditional on obedience. But if you will obey, you have so much freedom, sovereignty, uh, liberty
1: inside of the boundaries that the Lord gives you in His Word. Amen. Amen. And so, especially, we're going to talk, I'm going to jump over to a husband. My husband was a PK. And he told me after we got married, much to my just, I couldn't believe it. He said, I was made to go to church three and four times a week. I'm not going anymore. Oh, no. And I'm going, oh, no. That wasn't part of my my outlook for when I. It's not what you signed up for. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't sign up for that. And so we rocked along and. Until we got a child, and when my child was about two, I said, well, I'm going to church. Now, I was not born again. I thought I was a Christian. For all of you who are religious and think you're a Christian, I'm telling you, Jesus Christ did not live in me. And when I got born again, I knew it. It was a big difference. Anyway. So I said well I'm going to go to church. Well I started out with me and my little boy and we went to church. Then I had me and my little girl and we went to church. Then I had me and my other girl and we went to church and it was hard going with three kids and no husband. And I just started seeing him and speaking that he was a godly man. I had a Kenneth Copeland uh, book, not book magazine that came out, and it had a man on his knees, the back of his head, and he was lifting his hands. And I said, "Oh my, that looks just like my husband." And I cut it out and put it on our refrigerator. And every time I would look at it, I would put my hands on it and pray and say, "That's that's Philip." Well, now come on up a few years. I didn't go to church last night. I had been feeling, that, you know, under the weather. But my husband went by himself. You just about... He is more legal-minded over going to church than I am. Very faithful attendant. Very faithful atten- uh He wouldn't think of not tithing. That would never come across his radar, the, the non-tithing part. And, uh, you know, it's just... He has become what the Word of God said he was.
0: Well, let me speak on that for just a minute because that's such a pro- you hit on a prophetic point. You saw that picture. And this is this is what you were calling things that are not as though they were in faith, and you partnered with it. Now you didn't go and harass him and nag Never. him, and you didn't tell everybody. You know, hey, I just can't get him to come to church. He won't go to church. You know, because I've heard people do things like right. that, where they'll 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 uh, you know announce to everyone that what you know whatever they'll they'll make a big deal and a drama out of it. No, you just prayed, and it took a few years it didn't happen overnight and he didn't come you know uh he wasn't all in at first it was first you know holidays when we would have special events it was different things like that but it took some time but uh but the lord did it and so um we do have sovereignty within the bounds that the lord has given us we really what we're talking about is authority and dominion And so we need to take our place of authority uh, and in submission to God's word. And we need to pray and speak God's word over situations inside of our realms of authority. Like you said, I can't go into someone else's house and discipline their children. I don't have authority there. That's right. But where I do have authority... I need to exercise it, or you need to exercise it. If you are in your home, you are, uh, you have authority there. And the Lord, Jesus, he says he's the good shepherd. He is the gatekeeper, and Jesus is the word. So as to what you allow or disallow inside your sphere of
1: authority. And you know that you've got a direct line to the shepherd because he says, My sheep know my know my voice. And so we know we have that constant wonderful guidance from the shepherd. Right.
0: Before you go trying to fix the world, before you go yes, trying to Lord. fix your, you know, workplace or your neighborhood or your church. Husband. Your, yeah. First work on your sphere of your you as an individual. Yes. And then if you're a parent, focus on your children. And, and, you know, work on the areas where you do have authority. Exercise authority where you do have it, where God right. has given it to you. And, and that's what we need to focus on. And I'll say this, too. I heard this, uh, actually, when I was preparing for this. I was uh, looking into sphere sovereignty and getting my head around this concept. And one man said something like this, that in the Garden of Eden, God gave them dominion. He gave them freedom and liberty. And he told mm-hmm. them to to not eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, that was the one thing that they seemed to be focused on. I know. Because it's what they couldn't have. You know, they could have everything except for the same way. Right. They could have everything except for this one thing. You can have everything except that woman's husband. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's how it you know, or that person's job, or that person's yes. uh, that's person's position and title. You know, Wrong. we've seen that. Oh, yeah. yes. And I've seen how that destructive that kind of uh, envy is a, a green eyed monster that will devour everything in its path. Yes. And, and so it's it's a vile. Anyway, so where we do have authority, you know, they were given authority in the Garden of Eden. They had they had so much liberty so much freedom but then they were so focused on the tree that uh, he made the point that after they uh, ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that they were naked and it said they clothed themselves with uh, leaves they were so focused on the tree that in a sense they became the tree and wow. i thought that was really deep and so sometimes you deep. can get so focused on but it but it cost them it cost them in death.
1: Yes, spiritually
0: they died, and so people can get so focused on what they can't have that they will become that.
1: yet but at what price? Uh, let me just share what our pastor told uh, Philip and I one time. He said that he was doing. If anybody knows him, it's uh, Larry Draper, a Baptist pastor that I had, and he said that years ago he was. Doing a revival, and him and the pastor got up early. They were going to go pray together, have coffee, and pray. And he said they got up at like 5.30 and were going down the road. Now, this is, he told us this is in uh, Tennessee. And he said, They topped this hill, and he said, My brakes went out. Oh, no. And he said, so i'm trying everything i can i'm pumping the brakes i'm pulling the thing he said there was only i saw this big oak tree on the side and then i saw the guy's car that i'm following the pastor's car and he said i should be looking off somewhere else but i am looking at the car and he said I ran, bam, right into it. And he said, I want you to know, whatever you put your eyes on, you're going to run into it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's another way of saying it, the same kind
0: of thing. So we need to be focused on the Lord, on His Word, on the things He has given us. Right. And take your place of authority inside your sphere. God has given you authority to... Uh, He's given us so much liberty. He's given us authority. It says to yes. tread on serpents, to take up
1: scorpions. Yes.
0: You know, He's given us authority to cast out demons, to preach deliverance and redemption. There's so many areas that we do have authority, and we need to exercise that authority. Amen. Let's
1: go for it, people. <laughs> you got anything else you want to leave us with? No, let's just get it done. There's a big job in our own life, our families in our church, in the places God has ordained for us to have that dominion. That's right. Amen. And so, and the way we do that,
0: like we said, just to wrap up, is to, in faith, proclaim and speak, I believe out loud, yes, God's word over the places you have dominion Sovereignty, authority, whichever term works for you in your circle, in your sphere, you need to decree and declare God's word in faith, mixing it with faith. And that is the Greek word rhema, R-H-E-M-A, and that means a quickened word. It means that the Holy Spirit breathes life into that word and it becomes active,
1: living, and powerful. Amen. Let's relax, enjoy God's Word, and enjoy what God has for us. Thank you for listening to
0: today's podcast. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll be informed next time I post. Thank you again, and have a blessed day.